Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take ya. Bermuda, Bahama, commit Jaden Rashada. Only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Monday. I'm Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports or GiantsCountryofSI.com. I'm just going to ask you to like, subscribe, comment, review. Let me, or help me, make the show better for you. But we are about to be joined by John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's Director of Football Recruiting and Locked On's Recruiting Insider. Joining me now for this episode of Locked On Gators is John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's Director of Football Recruiting and Locked On's Recruiting Insider, and probably the biggest recent recruiting news with the Florida Gators is Jaden Rashada is taking his official visit to the Florida Gators. He's visiting Gatesville June 7th to the 19th with a commitment date set for June 18th. What is the general feel around Jaden Rashada and his recruiting? It's taken some turns, right? I mean, this is a kid who, when he put out his top seven, which I'll try to rattle it off, it was Cal, because that was the one that made me scratch my head, uh, Oregon, LSU, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, uh, Florida uh, was in there, and Miami was the seventh school, so I did get that right. At that time, there was a sense of, okay, well, Florida and A&M are interesting, but he hadn't visited, right? So it was like, Let's reassess Jaden Rashada once he gets to Gainesville and or College Station. So then he takes the unofficial to Florida. And from really the moment he got there, my phone started to light up a little bit like, hey, Florida's got some buzz here. They feel pretty good. And that only continued. When he left the visit, I was told there's even a chance he comes back for the official. And I was like, wow, Florida's really shooting their shot with with their potential QB1. So then another few days go by and then it's confirmed that Jaden is, in fact, returning uh, to Gainesville for the official visit uh, the 7th through the 9th, like you said, uh, just about 10 days before he makes his public verbal commitment. Uh, So I thought that was massive uh, for the Gators, uh, ensuring that return trip. It looks like it could be the last visit he takes before he makes his commitment. I know he was at Ole Miss during the week, I believe A&M this weekend, uh, and then LSU will get a trip in addition to Florida. So it'll be the last trip or second to last trip he takes overall will be uh, to Gainesville. And obviously going back to back is big here for the Gators. So I think this, this buzz is very tangible. Like I said, it's something we have heard on a relatively consistent basis. The first impression went really well in Gainesville. And, and again, like I said at the top, this thing's had twists and turns. I think initially – it was kind of an Ole Miss Miami feel. Then Oregon started to increase buzz once he got back on campus. Ole Miss took a commitment, uh, and some of these quarterback dominoes start, started to fall elsewhere uh, to the point where you kind of didn't have a great feel on, on who was among those seven schools feeling the best. But then in the last week or so, I certainly think Florida and LSU feel better. Uh, and then AM's got a visit coming up for the first time, too. So now all of a sudden, it's kind of those three teams that feel like they could be in the best shape. And I think Oregon's got some staying power 
in this recruitment as well. So it's been a, a little bit all over the place, but when, when you're an elite ascending talent like Jaden Rashada is, that's become uh, you know par for the course. And I think once he put his decision date out there, which was smart strategy, by the way, I think it put a lot of schools on notice. Like we got to either you know go pedal to the metal right now for this kid, or or we may you know lose out on a potential game changer type of, of recruit. So uh, I know he's got a lot going on, you know, his older brother's committing this weekend somewhere too. So you wonder how that could potentially factor in, you know, Ole Miss and Miami are two schools that big bro is looking at and, and you never know what, what that could mean in the end. So uh, both of them are going to commit in, in the next two weeks and, and a lot of visits are still to be had for Jaden himself. So it'll be fascinating, but there is no doubt Florida is right in the thick of it. And that's not something we were saying, even a week to 10 days ago. Yeah, and I mean, he you mentioned he started to kind of pick up that traction to maybe becoming a Gator. Uh, Florida fans are making jokes about him, like, losing a couple points as a rating some, on some ranking sites, and they're like, oh, he's coming to Florida then, because that always <laughs> happens with him. Um, but if Jaden Rashada comes, that would effectively, Arch Manning is not coming to Gainesville, correct? Yeah, I mean, they haven't come out and said, hey, if you've got a quarterback committed – we're not coming. Uh, Bama got one recently, and he's still taking that official visit. But, yeah, I mean, I think e even the most diehard of Florida fans understand that Arch Manning is a, a theoretical long shot. He's taking three official visits this month, none of them to UF. There could be an unofficial there or to LSU. Uh, but until you get you know more visits under your belt, it's hard to imagine feeling good about an Arch Manning in terms of getting his commitment. Now, are you in the ball game? Are you in the race? Yes. Is he a confident kid who probably doesn't overlook somebody on the commitment list at the position? Maybe, but conventional wisdom and experience in covering recruiting usually goes back to the musical chair method where it's just one quarterback per school. And once that spot is taken, it's it's the other schools that are by default a little bit higher on the list for, for the next uncommitted guy. So, yeah, I, I think it's more likely that Rashad is a Gator than Manning, and, and you're going to get two visits out of him before Arch, you know, sets foot in Gainesville overall. Uh, and I think at this point, if you're Florida, if Rashad is ready to commit, you've got to take him regardless of what Arch wants to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm, a, a good QB is a good QB. I don't, I don't care what your name is. I don't care anything about that, but just adding talent. That's what we're looking to do. Uh, and then there's another player who recently has gotten a little bit more buzz with Florida, and it's Jonel Aguero. Hopefully, I'm not butchering that. Uh, but the IMG safety that is visiting Gainesville June 16th, so right around the time of the Jaden Rashada commitment. Uh, what, what's your feel for him? This is another one that it's really changed relative to the last few months. You know, the last time I saw a girl was at IMG, as you mentioned, in the fall. They were wrapping up their season, and I interviewed him, and, and he looked like one of these 2023s that was ready to make a commitment. And I think if he did, probably would have been Ohio State, maybe sprinkle in a Georgia, two longstanding coaching staffs that have been on him for more than a year. But then all the coaching carousel changes happened, and he took a step back and, and said, okay, hold on, let me reassess this whole thing. And while the Buckeyes and the Bulldogs are still in it, other programs, mainly ones with new coaching staffs, have been able to creep up his list. Florida is among them. Miami is among them. LSU is among them. Uh, and, and he actually tweeted on Friday that he's ready to name his top four. So if we assume Georgia and Ohio State are for sure in there, that leaves two spots left for the three coaching staffs that are kind of trending up uh, on his list. But like you said, he's got the Florida official already set. 
Uh, and he's got the Miami official set. So I do think those two are going to be, you know, the, the other schools in that top four when he does come out with them. Uh, we, we've talked about plenty, Brandon, this IMG curse. Uh, and, and Aguero is, is now back in his native Massachusetts, so he's technically not an IMG guy anymore. But obviously he was there, and he was, you know, he was a safety mate with uh, Kamari Wilson and played on that team in 2021 and, and at times was the best defender on that IMG, you know, secondary, which is saying a lot because it's a bunch of dudes. I think they had, you know, Keon Sab, Dalen Everett, you know, who went to Michigan and Georgia respectively, Desmond Ricks, who might be the best corner in the country for 2024. But at times, Aguero was the most impressive secondary prospect that they had on the roster. Uh, so he's obviously familiar with a lot of those guys and, and would certainly feel like an IMG win for that curse being lifted for, for the Gators should he end up uh, in Gainesville. But like I said, longstanding relationship with Ohio State and Georgia. And then along with Florida, Miami appears to be a program that is in, increasing their chances uh, to keep him uh, interested and ultimately under consideration. So it could come down to the, the two new coaching staffs in the state of Florida, which is probably something we're going to say more often than not uh, as time goes goes forward, because I think both Billy Napier's staff and Mario Cristobal's staff are are hitting the ground about as well on the recruiting trail as, as any Gators or Hurricanes fans could have expected. Yeah, I mean, as, as long as Florida wins more of those battles, I'm cool <laughs> with it. As long as they get that one, I'm fine with it. The MLB season is well underway. College World Series is about to happen. College Softball World Series. It's a great time in sports. You got NHL playoffs, NBA finals. There's so much action and so much money to be made with BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. I've been using bet online for five years now y'all know this i say this all the time you can bet on not just sports but reality tv award shows i'm not going to do the loud one this time but you can bet on anything that you want there is so much head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action check out bet online it's where the game starts we do have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Lockdown podcasts like this one even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Lockdown Podcasts. Go to LockdownPodcasts.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long. And everyone that completes a survey will qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards to take our audience survey. Go to LockdownPodcast.com slash survey. Uh, then we're going to flip to Peter Woods. He's visiting Florida June 9th through the 11th. What's your evaluation of him? Uh, this is maybe the best player in the state of Alabama. Um, and, and if you know anything about recruiting in this class of 2023, it is loaded in the state of Alabama, particularly on the defensive line. I mean, there's probably, I mean, it's not all said and done, but there's probably four, five, six blue chip pass rushers alone in the state of Alabama. And Woods may be the best of them. He's got multiple state title rings. I was at the state title game last year, and, and he was a one-man wrecking crew uh, for Thompson High School. He's a bit of a tweener from a height and weight standpoint, probably 6'2", 6'3", 
uh, right around 300 pounds, but he played, or excuse me, much, much less than 300 pounds. He could end up as a 300 pounder, which is what I was alluding to, to saying myself. Uh, but right now he profiles a little bit more like a, a tweener edge type of prospect. So it'll be interesting to see as his body matures and he hits an SEC or an ACC weight room, uh, how he develops from a positional standpoint. But in terms of athletic twitch, polish in rushing the passer from the outside or on the interior where he dabbles a little bit this is one of the best in the country uh, and maybe the best like i said uh, in alabama and then flipping to the offensive side of the ball now there's a player who we've spoken about before but like i told you i, I got a youtube comment and i was like well we're gonna talk about him again then <laughs> aiden mizell uh, what is the latest on the gators legacy receiver well, I think that's that's still such a big part of it, right? You know, the legacy prospect, both parents uh, going to school uh, at UF, I think is a huge deal in this recruitment. But he's arguably the most popular receiver in Florida based on his athletic profile, right? A true track star, big-time production at the wide receiver position as well uh, in the Orlando area. So he's become one of the most coveted prospects in the state of Florida. He's going to take a bunch of visits. I believe Florida gets the first visit, which I think is is good here. If you're a Gators fan, you feel like there's a lot of familiarity and maybe even a lead in this Aiden Mizell recruitment. So the official visit being first should maybe push that forward and create a bigger gap for the other schools that are trying to make headway with Mizell, whether it's Miami, Georgia, Alabama, uh, Florida State, anyone else trying to get in this race you kind of want to create a, a too big of a, a gap for anybody to be able to close before he's ready uh, to make a decision. And it, it sounds like he's going to take a bunch of officials in the summer and then start to consider a decision. So the timeline's good for UF. That first visit is perfect in terms of where you're situated among the official visits. And again, the legacy status, the track program, a lot of things are pushing uh, the Gators forward. Uh, in this conversation uh, around Aiden Mizell. And, and I think it'd be a little surprising if he ends up anywhere else at this point. Yeah, well, ho hoping for the best, you know, Billy Napier just loves adding receivers at, <laughs> at every point. Uh, and then moving to the backfield now, there's a running back to talk about is Justice Haynes. He's, I mean, most people are projecting or reporting that he's leaning Georgia, but uh, he does have a visit set to Gainesville on June 9th. And what's your evaluation of him and what's his recruiting process been like so far? Yeah, he, he's a real complete uh, running back prospect. Uh, he's built incredibly well. He looks like he's in college right now. Built, you know, he's 210 pounds or so, really rocked up from a physical standpoint. Uh, but he's also great in space. You know, he's, he's a smooth back uh, out in space, but really his calling card is, is running in between the tackles, vision, instincts, are among the best in this class of 2023. Georgia Legacy, who, who's in the state of Georgia right now, so obviously the Bulldogs, uh, which don't have a running back committed and want to take multiple backs, that's going to be tough for anybody uh, to push back against. But there are some programs that are going to get them on campus. Like you mentioned, Florida uh, in just about a week or so. Uh, I think Notre Dame, Ohio State are trying to factor into this race as well. So it, it's going to be a kind of a heavy-hitting national a type of recruitment for for a kid who's a Georgia legacy from the state of Georgia. So kind of like the Mizell timeline, though, I think Haynes takes these trips and, and begins to think about wrapping up uh, the process before it's all said and done. And, and I do think that Georgia's probably the favorite, the prohibited favorite at this moment. But again, a lot of trips to other campuses 
are ahead. So if, if one of these schools knocks it out of the park, uh, we could have a real you know ball game on our hands in terms of trying to project where Haynes might end up. And you mentioned that Georgia doesn't have a running back committed yet. And we've spoken about you know, receivers doubling up and tripling up and Florida's trying to get 45 of them and quarterbacks <laughs> not wanting to double up. What's kind of the feel with running backs if there's one committed to a class already or two committed to a class? At what point are we just like, well, no more? I think two's more of a safe number for running backs when there's none or even one committed. Sometimes you could bring in a different style of running back. So for instance, going back to Georgia, they're recruiting Ruben Owens from Texas, who's more of a slasher space kind of back. Think of a James Cook that they've recently had. And then they're also recruiting Richard Young from down in Fort Myers, uh, who's more of a physical one cut downhill style of a running back. So you can recruit complementary style running backs uh, and it doesn't really rub a recruit the wrong way but when that that room starts to get crowded and, and you see a lot of stars next to those names I do think it could start to affect running backs that are looking uh, to make some of these decisions so it does make you wonder timeline wise Ruben Owens Richard Young Cedric Baxter uh, Justice Haynes Jeremiah Cobb some of these great backs in this class of 23 you know once they start coming off the board it will be very interesting to see um, how that shakes out, and then who's willing to be that second or even third back. Uh, but there's certainly an expectation at Georgia that they're going to bring in multiple backs. Uh, so whenever that first one commits, it will be quite interesting to see who who maybe tries to claim that second spot. Because obviously, from a production standpoint, Georgia's done as well at that position as they have at any of their positions over the last decade plus. Uh, so, so certainly they're going to be a factor uh, for, for all these uncommitted guys. It's summertime. I'm not doing the verse again. Don't worry. I know I know people hated it last time I did it, so I won't do it. But it's summertime. It's time to get in shape to get fit. And Built Bar is the way to do it. Built Bar is perfect for someone like me who has a very bad sweet tooth and I'm always snacking. So I get to have Built Bar because it's sweet. It's coated in 100% chocolate. Most bars have 130 calories, just four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And if you haven't tried a Built Puff yet, whoo, they are slap your mama good. Like, they, protein marshmallow, fantastic for someone like me who has a sweet tooth, like I've mentioned so many times before. So you don't got to feel bad. You don't got to hide it. You don't got to feel guilty. And you can always get new delicious flavors because Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors so you'll never get bored use promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off of your next order with built or builtbar.com to wrap up today's show we're talking less about specific recruits and more about what goes into a recruiting visit like, like what goes into scheduling these visits for someone who you know is an img kid to take all these unofficials to florida versus Jaden rashada who's coming from california and he's taking all of these visits kind of back to back to back so what goes into scheduling these yeah well a lot of it obviously has to do with the desire of the program right how high you are on that program's board because every school gets a finite number of official visits i'm not sure if it's still 56 but it it's in that ballpark even if it's changed uh, up or down in either direction uh, so the school has to really want to get you on campus and you're usually going to reserve that for priority targets when it comes to the official visit, especially this time of year, right? Official visits used to be a thing of the fall and winter right before signing day. And that's still the case to a degree, but there's an increasing number of recruits that want to take spring game officials 
May officials and, of course, June official visits where there's not a whole lot going on. So you get more time with the coaching staff, more time with their family or to see the facilities, et cetera, because there's no game planning or practicing that's going on. It's usually a prospect camp or, or, or that's really it. Even the students on, on college campuses are not there for some of these official visits. So it really starts with the program and how high you are on their board. And then for these kids, I think it has a lot to do with their timeline. You know, Jaden Rashada, as you mentioned, is trying to take as many visits as he can before committing uh, to honor his father on June 18th. Uh, so you understand him utilizing some as official visits in order to, first of all, financially have a little bit of freedom, right? Because the school pays for official visits, flights, hotels, meals, the whole thing there. Uh, but you understand that he's trying to get a lot of samples before uh, he has to make this incredibly important uh, decision. So I think a lot of student athletes are trying uh, to make a visits in June because they want to make decisions in the summer. They want to know where they're going heading into their senior season. And, and that's important for two reasons. One, you claim a spot. We talked about it with the running backs. You grab a spot and there's kind of like no worries from that point moving forward. Uh, and then on the flip side, you can focus on your senior year, right? You can go play ball with your guys, go try to win state or whatever individual goals you may have for your senior season because that part of the process is, is now behind you. Uh, so it really works both business-wise and personally for these recruits to make decisions sooner rather than later. So that's why we're seeing so many official visits getting set up. It seems like every day I see a kid on Twitter announcing, hey, I'm taking this trip. And I think the timing, the urgency is here for that, for, for business and personal reasons. So that's why we're talking about them so much. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, showing these kids facilities, spending time with their families. Are these official visits pretty, um, I'll say, copy and paste of each other? Or is it like, or is it like a, I mean, for us, myself and my listeners that have not experienced an official visit, is it, is it like NCAA 14 where it's like, hey, like, like this kid <laughs> likes this and that's what we're going to focus on? I, there's certainly some, some of that, you know, jockeying that, that plays into it. You know, you want to recruit the kids specific to him versus, you know, hey, he's a quarterback, so we do this with all the quarterbacks. That doesn't really work anymore from a cookie-cutter standpoint. Uh, but, yeah, I do think a lot of these official visit weekends are similar, right? There's some kind of off-the-field topic or event, like Georgia did a scavenger hunt. Um, there's been, like, a talent show I saw at Tennessee last weekend. So you try to take football out of the conversation to some degree and offer a little bit of relief. But on the flip side – you're getting your most, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with your future, potentially your future position coach. So if you're a quarterback like Jaden Rashad, I'm sure you're on the whiteboard drawing up plays and the, and the staff is trying to see where you're at from a mental standpoint. So there, there is some work involved. But other than some of those unique opportunities, you're doing a lot of the same stuff, right? The jerseys try out, the photo shoot, maybe a little hype video. You'll go to the stadium. You'll get the academic tour. You'll sit down. If you're interested in a certain major, you'll sit down with academic advisors in that department. A lot of that stuff is certainly the same, but I think the method feels different relative to the school because it's great five-star meals, five-star hotel at, at a given college campus or city. So that creates a little bit of variance, but the itineraries and the procedures are, are often pretty similar uh, between you know these, these major schools contending for official visits. All right, thank you so much, John. Uh, well have you again probably in a few days at this point since this is the monday episode um so we'll have you there catch john on twitter at john garcia underscore jr catch him with 
Sports Illustrated. He is Sports Illustrated's Director of Football Recruiting and Locked On's Recruiting Insider. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. Raphael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and of course, big boards. And who doesn't love a big board? Come on. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. And I will see you all tomorrow.